The Neverending Quest Log is a live talk show, podcast and video series focused on discussing the latest RPGs and revisiting the classics with a bit of a tabletop RPG twist. You can watch us live on Twitch and you can check us out over on YouTube or in podcast form if you can't catch the shows live. If you enjoy what we're creating here, please consider checking us out over on Coffee. You can find us on all these platforms simply by searching for No Word Count or the Neverending Quest Log. With all that said, it's time once again to open the book. Enjoy the show. Lottie, every time you make that face, I'm going to ask you to uh, share your thoughts on this. The face off, I don't have, well, I don't, I don't have a lot. (laughs) You know what's going on here. Yes. I mean, I never heard of Embracer Group really before this. Um, You did, but they were going under a completely different name. It's Tencent, isn't it? It's Tencent. No, thankfully not. Uh, (laughs) Sure. Positive? I'm 100% positive. Uh, does anyone know of THQ Nordic? Oh. Yeah. Same no. people. Same people. Wait, so huh. Embracer is THQ Nordic? Yep, they just changed their name. Huh. Whoa. Okay, that's not really that bad of news if it's the same people. Because mm-hmm. didn't some good stuff come out of THQ Nordic? So they have a weird policy to designing video games. And this is why I'm slightly concerned about this. Okay. Okay, So basically let's sum this up in full detail first. First of all, the total purchase price was 300 and 300 million US dollars includes more than 1000 employees from eight studio locations. The acquisition is expected to close in Embracer's second quarter, which is from July September 2022 includes 50 brands including Tomb Raider Deus Ex, Thief and Legacy of Cain Legacy of Cain made by your favorite game developer Silicon Knight I can't hear you I said I don't want to talk about it it's painful (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, so they are keeping Outriders, Life is Strange, and Just Cause. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Because Life is Strange, I need to play the rest of the Life is Strange series, because that's one I'm behind on. Um, I haven't played series two. I really need to, to catch up as well. Yeah, because I remember just the experience and the narrative and how, I know this is said a lot nowadays, but the boundaries that they pushed at the time that that game was released, especially the fact that it was episodic content, I jumped on the Life is Strange train, I think, around episode four. So we played up until episode four. Oof, it was me oof, and my group of friends yeah. in New York. And then we had this cliffhanger. That's a cliffhanger, jeez. Yeah, and I was like, no! Where's <laughs> we the game? For it because yeah. that anticipation, like, built. But, like, that that reason right there is why I will that series will forever be cemented in my heart. It has to do with that, not only the emotional stuff you go in, the game but like that experience i got to share it because it's one of those decision making games where it it stops when you have the decision i think there's maybe two moments where you doesn't but for the most part you don't have to worry about running out of time and you can deliberate and discuss um it's one of the reasons why i like the mass effect playthrough so much and i just there were so many emotions that i'm sure a lot of us can relate to um whether Absolutely. it be 
um, discovering your your sexuality with the two characters or uh, just growing up. You uh, know, the suicide, it, there's so much to relate to. The suicide scene on the roof. God, that literal actual anxiety during yeah, that yeah. whole scene. it replicates yeah. the experience of like actually being in that kind of scenario but also in a rather genius like i thought this was amazing uh it also replicates what the person what case in that situation is feeling in that she doesn't feel noticed she doesn't feel understood she doesn't feel like people are acknowledging her and the way you solve that scenario um, is by actually learning about her. And if you don't, if you don't take the time to... Okay, admittedly, you're rummaging through her belongings, but this is a video <laughs> game, and it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be... It wouldn't be a, an adventure game if you couldn't click on everyone's personal and private computer. And that's, uh, that, that's that line that they towed, which I think that's why yeah. I gained so much appreciation because, like, in real life, you're not going to rummage through people's stuff at all. But, like, in this one, like, no, click everything. Trust it's me. It's suspension of disbelief for the sake of... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was I a mean, good way to do that. It was a good way to handle it. Considering the stuff Guybrush, Guybrush Treepwood uh, did, that's uh, that's pretty mild. But um, anyway, so these guys, Square Enix no longer owns any of these franchises how do you feel about that so the thing the thing about the franchises are i think we as consumers view them a lot differently right like because we become attached to either the story or whatever makes that character tick and we resonate with them um so much that we become passionate about it like obviously there wouldn't be fan bases or fandoms if that didn't occur. And I think that when you're when you're talking about these acquisitions and selling off and stuff, it's it's just that. For these big companies, because they're the size that they are, they don't understand the gravity and the weight of something shifting, especially to um a not so well renowned studio, right? Like I I personally remember good stuff that I've played out of THQ Nordic. But I will be 100% transparent. I can't remember what. That's and because like, they haven't released a proper, a real AAA game in like a decade. And this is why I'm concerned. This is why I'm personally a little anxious about this. But I feel like you want to throw in something there, Lottie. Well, I was thinking as well, they sold them for $300 million, right? Which, yeah, yeah to us is a lot of money, but... To a big company like Square, that's that's like pocket change. Like that's tiny. Yeah. What the so fuck? We're viewing like Deus Ex and Tomb Raider and Thief and things like this as, as pretty big title names. They obviously weren't thinking of them in the same kind of light at all if they sold them that that like cheaply. <laughs> First, Tomb Raider twenty thirteen, uh, I think it made something like half a billion dollars, uh, and sold like eight million copies. And they said it performed below expectations. Yep. Yep. Which yeah. is astounding to me. It's astounding to me because I, like, obviously, we have our own personal experiences with these games and these franchises. And Tomb Raider, for me, um, before the 2013 remake came out, or reboot, I should say, um, the last positive Tomb Raider experience that I played was Tomb Raider Legend. And I know it was positive because there are only a handful of games on this planet that I've played more than once. 
and that is one of them. Tomb Raider Legend on Xbox 360, um, I played three times through, so I could get all of the achievements for it. And I can't say that for every game, because it had everything. It had the story, it had the environments, it had the character, it had everything going for it. And I was wary going into that re reboot, um, and just what they did with Laura, and made made them such a grounded character you know like in reality like this could be any girl going on an adventure discovering about her past and like the gameplay elements were solid it was a solid game and the fact that they can chalk it up into this 300 million dollar for lack of a better term fire sale like because that's what it feels like hot take I think Tomb Raider 2013 is better than Uncharted. Yep. You're not yep. wrong. It's it's basically Uncharted, but you actually have freedom to go around and do stuff. You're not funneled through a set, like one set direction that you have to take. There's actually some ability to like explore and raid some tombs, as the, as the game name would suggest. It's something Laura hasn't done in a very long time. Kaldax yeah. says... Tomb Raider and Deus Ex are big names, but the latest games weren't that good. That's a ma entirely a matter of subjective, or just didn't sell that well. That is true. Tomb Raider 2013 did sell amazingly well. I don't know how the other two did, but I do know that the yeah. Tomb Raider franchise as a whole has sold something like 90 million copies, and those are not, uh, those are not numbers to be sniffed at. Well... Well, in the grand scheme of things, you have to you have to compare it to all the games that are out, right? And how many copies of, of very popular franchises get sold? Like if you look at if you look at Pokemon, for example, I know that's like the juggernaut in every freaking room, <laughs> yeah. but like it it continues to sell. And those are like those are flashbangs. Those are like one in a million properties that will continue to sell of that stature. And like I think words you and I were talking about this the other day. There's too many games. Yep. There's absolutely too many games because the people that have the funds to buy these games don't have the time to play these games. Or we don't have the fucking funds to buy them all to play them in the first place. It's Right? It's just think about a normal release. Massive, you, okay, you, massive. Got the choice of, you got the choice of Tomb Raider, Thief, or I don't know. The, Deus the Ex, latest... uh, Legacy of Kane is like my favorite, one of my favorite franchises. I don't know if you guys have played it, but I grew back when Silicon Knights could make good games and had good writers. It was a long time ago, um, long before Two Human was created. <laughs> 90 million copies sounds good, but it's spread over what, 10 installments? Please correct me. Sure, but it's still not small. Still, 8 million copies for one game is. Is something I mean, any something modern developer can like sustain themselves off, assuming they're actually but in comparison to like the norm now. Like it's low; it's lower than expectations. Yeah, and that's the sad well, reality. Only, only if for like the big shooters like Call of Duty and what have but you. I'm saying, I'm saying like Tomb Raider is a well-known franchise. They had a movie. They had the most two movies come out. Actually, three now. Three now because it's considered that caliber of a franchise and for it to sell that quote-unquote little i i love the style of the reboot i understand that there's many older fans who do not because they just want badass laura 
But I'm a big oh, uh, badass. Yeah, but they do—they only want her to just be a badass. They don't want like depth. They just want this. And I, I understand like in some games, it's okay to have a character that's just a cipher, as in you just project yourself onto their experiences and they don't need any depth. Uh, but I also feel like gaming has kind of grown past that. Like, look, look, look at Kratos 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> look at Kratos yes. 10 years ago versus a few years ago. Look at the how much that character has improved, in my opinion, by giving him like some a little bit of extra depth and a little bit of of extra softness, I guess would be the right word. Yes, like just heart. Like, dude, okay, I would never before the God of War remake came out, I would have never in a million years been able to genuinely connect with Kratos because listen, I, I would be highly I concerned if you could. <laughs> uh, Drew, there's something we need to talk about and it's yeah. a little bit deeper and uh, there's this number and people's guts are supposed in. to stay in their bodies drew just just but like no really like i i don't uh, it's almost like uh, i'm 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 lacking the 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 verbiage that i want to use but the comparison is definitely there okay uh, tomb raider grew up faster than God of War did, right? Because God of War, I remember playing God of War uh, and to express like my anger with like whatever was going on in my life or whatever like artistic expression that I wanted to. And it came out like at a time where um, I was, I, I still am in love with Greek mythology, but like it, it enveloped everything. And like, there's this intertwining everything and bringing all the Greek gods and goddesses and that whole experience. And it was just visceral and violent. And it's all Kratos was about right and then the reboot happens and they humanize him in such a relatable way for anybody that's a parent for anybody that has lost loved one for anybody that just cares about another living being mm. and if you could do that for a character like kratos and you did that earlier for a character like laura that's what i feel the reboots did do for laura percent Lottie, and I don't understand why it didn't land as well, if not better, than Kratos did. As as a lady, I feel you have a unique uh, perspective on this. Have you ever yes. played a Tomb Raider game? I I have only um, played the very beginning of one of the PlayStation One games when Ooh. I was visiting my brother one time. Okay. Um, I remember you could wander around the house and you could shut the butler in the freezer. Um, and I think the start of the game, you went into a cave with some wolves. But yeah, that's all I remember about Tomb Raider. Matty says, as the person living with Lottie, she's always like Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have much ex Do you have any experience with any of the titles that like the Western division really. of Marvel? Oh. I mean, I've seen Matty playing Deus Ex, so I know a little bit about that game, but not an awful, not an awful lot about it. It's interesting. Did you point that out that you are a massive Square Enix fan, but all of us are here. Yes, none of the Western titles seem to resonate with you and like stood out to you. Do you feel like that might have influenced their decision to sell? Maybe. 
because I, I do think that they focus more on the like the like kind of Tokyo branch of Square Enix. One hundred percent. It gets a lot more thought, I feel like, than their their Western side of things did. So <laughs> you just reminded me of something they said uh, that basically the whenever a western game comes out and it sells they're like this game sold below expectations guardians of the galaxy sold below expectations tomb raider sold below expectations then babylon fall comes out nobody buys it it's got like 10 users on steam and they're saying they're going to support the game for the next two years hmm I feel like this company has some whack priorities. Also, apparently this 300 million, again, 300 million, that's insane, is going to be used to invest in blockchain and Lottie's already rolling her eyes. Uh, <laughs> blockchain and all that other bullshit. Uh, streaming. Uh, which if Nobody cares about cloud gaming. Give it a fucking rest already. Well, I mean, cloud yeah. gaming has pros and cons. I'm more, there's more in the cons for me than yeah. the pros. There's far but, more in the cons than the pros, like yeah, internet connection like, being the main one. Yeah. Like, yep. you can't, you can carry your Switch on the bus. You can't play cloud gaming on the bus. Even if nope. you got 5G, that's going to be a <laughs> nope. fucking suboptimal experience. 100%. But also, if they decide to just take it off of the cloud gaming, you lose access to the game that yeah. you bought, and you know you can't download it, keep it kind of thing. It's just gone. How is, so. how is Square getting away with charging $60 for the cloud version of Kingdom Hearts? Uh, how? For the same oh, reason yeah. they can sell a 1 to 5 scale Terra model for 12,000 euros. <laughs> yeah. Because, because people are willing to pay it. Thank you, folks, for checking out the second episode of the NeverEnding Quest Log. I'm having a ton of fun with this so far. If you enjoyed this, please do check out our guests over on their social medias and Twitches and all that jazz. Who bearded Lottie the Cat? You can check me out on Twitch at No Word Count, where we have this show live every week. And you can support us on Coffee at No Word Count if you would like to help us make more. Take care of yourselves. Stay beautiful.